0: Listening to the Fresh Ideas for Creative Marketing Podcast, where we help you create a business you love and get the clients you deserve from anywhere in the world. Today is the fourth episode in a series specifically designed for female entrepreneurs. If you missed our first three episodes, you might want to go back and listen to them. In our series opener, we spoke with financial expert Carrie Friedberg of SF Money Coach about the ins and outs of starting your own business from a financial perspective and finding the success you dream of and really deserve. In our second episode, we spoke with Nora Pogge, director of the documentary, She Started It, about having the confidence to start and run your own company. In our third episode, we spoke with Jessica Ringor, an award-winning cinematographer, on how to create your brand signature style. All of these can be found on our website, studio41creative.com. If this is your first time listening to our Fresh Ideas for Creative Marketing podcast, I just want you to know that whatever your dream career is, I'm here to help you get there. My dream has always been to have a job that allows me to work on my own schedule and travel as much as possible. A little over five years ago, I took the leap and started my boutique marketing agency, Studio 41 Creative. That gave me the opportunity to set my own hours and travel to Europe at least once a year, and I even got the chance to live out my dream of living in Barcelona for a bit. Another reason I travel so much is because my husband is a musician in Michael Bublé's band. Because I had already been running my own business when we got married, I've been able to travel with him much of our married life, which has been one of the most fun experiences of my life. Not to mention the close friendships I've made with our tour family. If you follow any of Bublé's social media accounts, especially Instagram, you definitely have seen his signature style. If you've been living under a rock and haven't seen any of them, I'd like you to take a few minutes today to look at Buble's Instagram account, which is Michael Buble. There you, you'll see hilarious photos of the past tour and hundreds of dressing room concerts that Michael and his band performed before each of his shows around the world. Today we are speaking with Tori Class, who is a great friend of mine, and she has managed Michael Buble's social networks while touring for the last five years. Thanks to Tori's unique social media strategy, Buble has been called the only celebrity worth following by Inspire52 Online and even won the Best Fan Engagement Award at the CBC Music Awards. Today, Tori will be sharing with us how she developed this truly rock star strategy and how you can up your Instagram game. If you found this podcast on our blog, you'll see a few of our favorite Instagram videos by Tori under this audio, and you'll clearly see Tori's signature style shining through. If you're listening on SoundCloud or iTunes, you can go to studio41creative.com forward slash blog and check it out there. So Tori, thank you so much for joining me on our Fresh Ideas for Creative Marketing podcast. Hi, Natalie. It's so good to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course. You've done so much in the way of marketing for Michael Buble, but the true star of the show is his Instagram account. Instagram is one of the fastest growing social networks, and it casts the widest net as far as an audience. Some feel that Facebook is geared towards you know, the more older generations now, and Snapchat is geared towards the younger generations. So why do you think Instagram is so addicting for people of every age?
1: Yeah, the diversity of Instagram is a broad, wonderful phenomenon, as is its popularity. I think that because Instagram has such a user-friendly, intuitive approach to the app interface, it wasn't intimidating to people. And that's obviously enticing off the top top to many users. You know, they're like, hey, this is so easy. And then when you dig in and you start poking around a bit, um, whether we instinctively realize it, we as humans are innately, innately social creatures. And with Instagram, we have this unique platform that we get to share what we're up to, what we're selling, you know, that kind of thing. And we get to do it visually in a super creative manner. And being creative isn't something that everyone gets to do in their day-to-day lives or in their workplace. So it's a fun release for them. Um, Then you, you know, kind of get in there a little bit further and you start to consider that we're now able to communicate with others in a nonverbal way. Because let's be honest, sometimes it's hard to communicate what we're feeling or tricky trying to express everything in words. And here is this you know, opportunity to uh, relate your messaging in a photo aspect. And I think that that's where it really shines and it draws people in because it helps take that initial pressure off the user in terms of what they're going to say, um, which of course is still important. However, it's not that first point of contact with the followers. It's the imagery. And with the zillion of camera options and filters and apps that are available, all these additions in making sort of average images spectacular gives the individual this freedom to create how that will translate to their image appearance and their account personality. Um, which is letting that user post with their creative brain first. And I think that this helps, you know, make the posting, sharing experience lighter and more enjoyable for the user. We want to share our interesting, fun lives and depict our life moments without it being this sort of daunting task. So I think Instagram really allows people, <clears throat> excuse me, to lighten up when sharing these moments. And find enjoyment when using it. It's kind of an emotional response, which I think created this real sweet spot for their popularity.
0: So as as I mentioned before, you created an experience on Michael Bublé's Instagram account that made it one of the most engaged accounts on Instagram. How did you decide on a style to use for him? Well, I wish it was that simple
1: Um, because, you know, initially when I started working on Michael's Instagram, I was working in tandem with Michael, his management team, the record label. And so his Instagram in the beginning had quite a few growing pains for us. There wasn't a super clear, concise path. Um, But once we got on the road and we were touring, we were able to streamline it. And I would initiate ideas and concept conversations with Michael And, you know, we would try stuff together and see what we felt resonated with us and things that represented him, honestly, as an individual. Um, I have this sort of loose idea of how social and marketing needs to be managed, probably compared to others working in this field. But I think it's you know, kind of an exciting time with marketing, with socials. And I think you can simply throw stuff on the wall and see what sticks sometimes. So that's literally what we did. We tried some ideas. um, Some just didn't get any traction, so we would just move on and try something else. I know it sounds a little bit fly by the seat of your pants, and I suppose for us it truly was. Um, Well, it's actually, it's it's really good to
0: know that because, it's good to know that because a lot of times, you know, even as non-celebrities, we'll put something up on our Instagram account and, you know, it might not get as, like, as many likes as we would have expected it to. And so it's good to know that even someone as famous as Michael can, you know, have something that probably didn't necessarily flop, but it didn't work as well as other things that you had tried.
1: Totally, and that—that's kind of the mystique of social, you know. And and of course, that isn't to say that having a marketing agenda or or whatever isn't important, because you know, of course, it is, depending on your brand and your messaging and and what you're, you're trying to you know convey but I think as long as you're doing some you aren't doing something reprehensible (laughs) you can indeed try some things and if they don't work they often tend to just die their own quiet death on social you know it's not a super big deal sometimes people have pretty short attention spans these days you might not even show up in their feed you know you just have to try something else and move on um but for us we ultimately did get that winner and, you know, we started simple with the dressing room warm-up videos, which was something that Michael, you know, already did in his pre-show sort of rituals. Um, so we shared those sneak peek warm-ups each night from his dressing room, and they did super well for us um, on all of his socials. But we used Instagram as a vehicle to drive them because they were um, video content, and uh, they, did, they just took off. You know, so we decided that we would layer that with the next, phase um, by adding that fan interactive component, um, asking followers to participate um, with song requests in his comments under the videos. And this really brought much more excitement um, for the followers to post by adding that contest, uh, contesting aspect. It generated you know, tons of media buzz, because um, there was access to his dressing room, um, some celebrities joined in, it created conversation with other celebrity musicians once they saw he perform their songs. Um, so we ended up, you know, layering this approach and uh, what could have been just been, you know, probably a pretty, a fairly good campaign on its own with the with the dressing room warm up, uh, adding that multiple dimension to each. Organically, kind of happened, to be honest, and uh, I think that that was a huge part of his success on his Instagram. That one totally stuck.
0: <laughs> yeah, and it's it's so awesome. And listeners, if you um, haven't had a chance to look at these these dressing room concerts or warm up videos, you should go look at Michael's um, Instagram account because they are just so good. You might have to go back a little while because a um, couple months because they been a while since they've had one because you guys are off concert now or off tour sorry right. um but with those with those videos that idea to do these videos that you posted before every show you really set michael apart from the rest of the celebrity accounts out there how can our listeners you know probably non-celebrity users uh find something that se- that sets themselves apart from the crowd
1: um, you know, like we did with Michael, I think you need to hone in on something that speaks honestly about you or, or your brand. I think people are pretty smart and they can tell when something is disingenuous. So don't try to be something you're not. Don't compare yourself to others. Try to remain, um, you know, a unique individual. And and that's difficult to do sometimes, but I think, you know, you just, you just have to... Sort of plow through it and and really identify what you want to do with that. Um, You should be observant and pay attention to the comments of your followers. See what they're saying, what they think about your posts. Um, Maybe they're asking you for something uh, that you're not giving them. Treat these comments that you receive and the engagement as intel. It's an opportunity, I think, to brainstorm their ideas and see if you can apply it or tweak it into your messaging to create a dynamic campaign for yourself or your brand.
0: That's great. So, sh- so short of being a celebrity, is there any secret to growing your Instagram following? Gosh, you know, I don't know. I think
1: I think that you just have to create cool content. Remain interesting and interested. Listen to your gut and follow what it tells you. Check out what all the major players are doing. Um, I think it's important to stay in touch with your marketplace trends and see how you can apply them in a way that's unique to your business um, or your identity. But again, I caution from doing anything that isn't authentic to you um, because it will be easily recognized. And I think that that's you know sort of where some people fall short is that they're trying to do things that that um aren't true for them
0: okay so let's talk a little bit about hashtags a lot of people think Mm -hmm. that using them too much can be annoying and and i agree if you use them too much it is very annoying so how can we use hashtags to our advantage and and what is the benefit of creating a custom hashtag which you know has worked pretty well for uh buble's dressing room videos
1: uh yeah really well um well, you know, sometimes I wonder how much people understand how the hashtag operates. Um, I have a few different thoughts on on hashtags in general. Um, But firstly, I think it's important that people not get, you know, kind of bogged down with the idea of perfection. Um, Carving out a plan or campaign first and definitely doing hashtag research before they apply it to their campaign. Oh, that's something Um, I I would have never
0: thought of. That's so smart. (laughs) I can see. I see where you're going with that.
1: Yeah, it's crazy because, you know, sometimes you'll, you know, A friend will get married, for example, and you'll check their hashtag, and all of a sudden you're you're seeing weddings that have already happened and people that have, you know, the exact same wedding hashtag. So you're not getting that exclusivity that, you know, sometimes that's what you're hoping for with specific, you know, custom hashtags. So, you know, I think, you know, doing your research in advance is paramount, um, and then, you know, depending on what your business or your brand is, creating that custom hashtag can be a really great vehicle for you and for your followers to share all the applicable moments about your campaign, um, your overall brand identity within a community, and, you know, allowing to spread the word outward. Um, I think it's important to keep it simple. Um, make sure you're not using anything that would date it because sometimes you put some campaigns on a shelf and then you revisit them later at a later date and you want to, you know, reuse those tags if they are still, you know, in line with that campaign. So, you know, not dating them, not sort of putting necessarily a location on them, things like that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. For me, though, it's not just about having the proper hashtag. It's also about how you use them visually. And since Instagram is about, you know, visual connections, it's important to consider their placement. Um, I tend to lead towards a more simplistic, clean approach to the look of Instagram posts, um, still inclusive of hashtags, but I have, a you know, a few ideas on how to keep the individual post and copy um looking as clean as possible. Uh, So I think it's important you start with your picture image, obviously. Then you add your your copy, um, and including only probably two to four hashtags in that initial copy. The real important ones, the ones that are associated exclusively for your brand or the campaign you're driving, and then post that post. Um, And let let it be out there. Then open up the comments and follow it up in the comments area with all of the other posts or sorry all of the other hashtags that you would normally want to include to really you know broaden the scope of, of placement for that post individually that way it sort of breaks up the copy and leaves the original post looking really clean itself but on the back end in the comments you're still getting you know all the hashtags are getting to do their opportunity to spread the post and the word outside of just that tailored campaign for the individual post so i you know i personally think that that makes it look really clean and it's really straightforward and it's a little bit more um gives a little bit more punch to the actual post itself
0: got it in what aspects or areas of our business should we putting we be putting on instagram i know when i started my studio 41 instagram account a few weeks ago i had my own personal account which showed you know that the Behind the scenes of my life, really. But when I went to go start my own Instagram for my company, I wanted to, um, you know, show transparency. I also wanted to, you know, help people build their business and have. I had all these goals, but then you think about, okay, now what do I post? So what? Uh What should we be posting if if we're a business?
1: It's true, you know. It's and that's the thing. It's kind of you know what you choose to put up there. Um, Is up to you, of course, but depending on your business model and your agenda, that's where you have to, like you're saying, you have to really figure out sort of what that's going to be. I think personally, I think that it should be, I think, you know, your Instagram account in general should all be sort of considered content. Um, your Instagram should sort of look curated. Um, If you're aiming to use it for your business or if you're a commodity, I think it's important to be mindful of how your overall account looks to portray your image effectively. Um, You can make creative choices right from the conception of your account, sort of like what you were saying. And, I mean, I've looked at your account, I'm familiar with it, and it's it's definitely curated account. <laughs> and it has, you know, it definitely lets people know, you know, sort of what the messaging is. Um, and you did that from the conception of that account, um,
0: I believe, correct? Yes, definitely.
1: Yeah, yeah. But, you know your hands aren't tied, right? Like, you don't have to create a vibe to your account straight away. You can still do it today, tomorrow, whatever. Um, but more and more, you know, people are starting to have these sort of uber-curated accounts. And I find that they really, like, make you feel something. And that's the desired effect of, a, of having the curated content on the account. Um, And I think, like we've talked about, I think with Instagram primarily being a nonverbal communication on the face, using those strong content images um, stylistically will initially attract the viewers to check out, you know, your page and um, understand your overall, you know, appearance and the account collectively will start to provide insight about your business and the culture. But I think that there are many ways uh, that you can do this. You need to find what works for you. And remember, it's an opportunity to get your creative juices flowing. Of course, there may be some stuff you want to post that might not be 100% great for your Instagram model, um, but you still want to share it. So perhaps that's where, you know, Snapchat or Facebook... Would be better a better served option for that because mm-hmm. it's about you know placing the content within the appropriate appropriate demographic like you referenced in the beginning, um, but you know at the end of the day it's super super paramount to keep in mind that you you know. You have overall messaging happening between your multi-platforms, and so the tone should really remain intact across them all. Um, that's not to say that you—you know—your Instagram has to look like your Facebook has to look like because they're all so different, but just that the sort of message itself remains the same.
0: So, are there any programs that we could use to improve our Instagram marketing strategy that you know of? Um, I like to use Hootsuite. Have you heard of Hootsuite? Oh, yeah. I use Hootsuite, actually, yeah. for scheduling. Oh, you them. do? Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Cool. Um, I like Hootsuite. I think it offers, you know, uh, you know, all the access to your socials at once. Or if you manage uh, multiple accounts, you can toggle easily between your platforms and collaborate with teammates if you are sharing, you know, work accounts. Um, and you're able to do that for yourself, too, if you're a sole proprietor. You know, it would still be a good fit. Uh, You know, it has kind of the same benefits. It allows you all of you know to see all your social presences, excuse Mm -hmm. me, at once, and it offers the analytical reports on the back end, so you can measure your social performance. It has great flexibility um, because you can actually schedule messages and advance campaigns. So, if you wanted to take that vacation, it doesn't seem so stressful because you can kind of, you know, pre-book your, what you're going to uh,
0: send out. Ah, that's great. I love Hootsuite. I was just telling you before our call that I'm, I'm on my way out the door after this to Nashville for three days and all of my clients' work is already scheduled for the next few days in Hootsuite. So it's so great. I don't have to worry about it. Yeah, it's great. Perfect. (laughs) Well, Tori, you are amazing and you've really given us a huge insight into Instagram marketing and, and social media marketing as a whole. How can our listeners stay in touch with you?
1: Oh, they can, you know, keep up with me on all my socials. It's at Tori on Tour. Probably the easiest.
0: Mm-hmm. That's great. Is there any one piece of advice or wisdom you can leave with our listeners before we wrap up today? Um, hmm,
1: yeah, I would say, you know, always make sure if it's for your business that you're starting out with a strong brand message and that you have that in place. Um, and do your best to stay on program. If you make a mistake with your socials and it's bad, delete it. <laughs> Don't beat yourself up about it. You know, you can learn from your mistakes and grow. You just have to regroup and try again. Um, come to think of it, I would actually just apply this to your life in general, not just your <laughs> socials and marketing. Um, you know, things just get in the way sometimes and, you know, things happen and you, just, you, you have to just learn from it and roll with it.
0: Have fun. Right. That's great. Well, thank you so much for being here, and thank you so much for being generous with your advice. We really, really appreciate it. Aw,
1: thanks so much, Natalie. It was my pleasure.
0: Now, Tori and I would like to hear from you. What is the biggest insight you're taking away from today's podcast? Please leave a comment on our blog, which can be found at studio 41 creative blog Also, you might be interested to know that registration for my six-week marketing bootcamp is now live. In this course, you'll learn everything you need to know about starting your own business, how to work from anywhere in the world, and of course, live the life and make the salary you know you deserve all by mastering online marketing and branding. This course is a multimedia course, which means that lessons will be given through live Google Hangouts, video courses, worksheets, and even up-to-the-minute Q&As in our Marketing Rockstars Facebook group. All the information you need, including how to register, can be found at yoursocialmediaacademy.com. If you like what you heard today, please subscribe to this podcast and, of course, share it with all of your friends. For more fresh ideas for creative marketing, visit studio41creative.com. Studio 41 Creative com